0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening to this video podcast. It is Tuesday, May 18th, 2021. We are from the ATL in Georgia, in the USA. This is England is Burning. This is your Arsenal Weekly Show. We have brought back Josh from the Islington Gazette to come back and talk to us about Arsenal women and their match uh, over the weekend, FA Cup Uh, fifth round round of 16 whatever you might want to call it uh, you know that they uh, played it was Joe Montemurro's last match in charge of Arsenal uh, and so forth so we were bringing back Josh to give us give us his takes on what happened over the weekend and kind of look ahead to what might be going on in the Arsenal camp in the next few weeks Uh, just as a programming note y'all Thank you again for watching. Thank you again for listening. We are at record numbers of watchers. We are at record numbers of listeners on the podcast. If you do not want to look at Josh's beautiful face <clears throat> and, and my receding hairline, uh i i suggest you listen to the pod we are on every podcast platform even those that don't i didn't even know existed we're there we're i, I don't know how i have no idea how that happened but hey we're there um uh, but we are at record numbers so what y'all are doing sharing liking posting comments all sorts of stuff i get stuff all the time thank you for doing that programming note We'll have Rob Prattley on Pratt-Leon from the CFCW social. He'll be on later. Uh, we'll have a show there from, uh, talking about Chelsea's reaction. We had the Barca side reaction yesterday. That was quite fun. Uh, you know, as Zenerban was on to talk about his club winning the Champions League on the women's side. Uh, programming note also, and my brain just just died. <laughs> so I just don't know what the other programming note was uh yeah so um but so we're moving on we're just moving on welcome josh how are you yeah i'm good how are you um i'm great how is life treating you yeah yeah life's good life is good all right all right let's talk about arsenal let's
1: talk about Arsenal. Yeah. what
0: I, What happened this weekend what um, happened on sunday against crystal palace
1: yeah um, uh, obviously joe montemaro's last game and a nine 0 win. He went out on 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 Clyde Nang, should we say? Um, yeah. yeah, Arsenal were. Um, I didn't expect it to be nine 0 To be honest, I thought Crystal Palace were going to obviously give a better challenge. Um, but Arsenal, they they wanted to give Joe Montemaro the the best reception, you know, to to leave the club, and and they did. It was a it was a really professional performance and. Yeah, it was clinical, it was, obviously, and I have scored nine goals. Um, but uh, yeah, at the end of another season, and when you look back at it, like I said last week, it's been a season of frustration, and uh, I would say one of disappointment, to be honest. Um, but qualified for the Champions League, which was the aim, and then obviously the it was a fitting way to to go out the um for tomorrow with a. With a big win and yeah, uh, he 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 goes off into sort of the sunset, so to speak, uh, with his to see his family. I mean, I know there has been other reports this week, but he denied those um, that he was linked to the event this job. It would be an interesting appointment. I would actually personally like Joe Montemaro to take the this job, um, if if that was true and that did come around. But yeah, look anyway. Going back to the Arsenal, it was it was just a great way to to end the season so you, you mentioned that, that you were expecting a little bit more
0: from Crystal Palace what were you expecting
1: um yeah the championship club um and I think it shows you sort of the gap between the championship and the WSL albeit Leicester City knocked Manchester United out but Leicester City have been heavily invested and uh, mm-hmm. when, when you look at Sunday I think you can see Leicester City causing quite a few problems for WSL teams um next season, so um, yeah, um, I was expecting them to be more compact and, and difficult to break down. Okay,
0: um, and it it seemed a little bit early that that at the early stages they they provided a little bit of difficulty at the start um, and so forth. I mean, you got the penalty in the sixth minute to kind of open things off um, yeah. and so forth. And then, you know, it, it again kind of took a while for things to get really rolling for Arsenal. But obviously there is a significant gap in uh, yeah. talent on the, on the pitch. I mean, this was not... Um, you know, this was not Leicester that they were, that Arsenal was going against, uh, yeah. and, and so forth. And um, I mean, we can talk all day about you know uh, where Leicester is at, but that's not the Manchester. We're not on the Manchester United show. Um, no. But <laughs> but it, but the just the but I wanted to talk about though the juxtaposition. Uh, and I'll talk I'll mention a little bit later of, of just, you know, when you have you have the two managers going out, one manager going out pretty much in style, the other one not um, under, you know, completely different circumstances. But um, so given the fact that you were expecting maybe a little bit more out of crystal palace a little bit more compact a little bit more resolute which you know by the end of the game when a team scores four goals in 13 minutes yeah. uh, at the end to make it you know 5-0 to 9 um how do you feel about arsenal's performance the you know overall against um uh, crystal
1: i thought it was a great performance um i thought mm-hmm. they were clinic like they were clinical and they look like scoring every single time they advanced forward on Sunday. Um, they move the ball they, to be honest they, the, the golfing class was, was there for everybody to see. Uh, Arsenal completely dominated the game. Crystal Palace had a few sort of half chances but never really tested Manuela Zinsberger in goal. Uh, I thought Baptiste up front for Crystal Palace she was pretty good with her movement and she looked lively and sharp at times but yeah, Arsenal were always in control, and I think the worst thing sort of that happened to Crystal Palace was giving the penalty away really early on the game, and then obviously Kim Little steps up to score, and then they're 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 always going to chase it from the But no, Arsenal were were very very good in the movement, and they moved the ball much better as you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. they are a WSL top level team who are going to be competing in the Champions League next year. Um. So yeah, like you, 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 you expect it, but I didn't expect 9 Um, I expected Crystal Palace to be defensively more resolute, and I think Tardness sort of played a part as well, mm-hmm. because obviously Arsenal were were relentless and they were and they're obviously quicker, um, off the ball as well. So Crystal Palace was sort of chasing shadows for a bit, um, but look, it's a great performance from Arsenal, and it, it was a professional performance. Um and it's again it's, it's job done and they're into the FA Cup quarter final which was obviously ultimately the aim. Um, and it was like I say, it was a fit way for Joe Montemaro to 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 go out as as Arsenal manager. Sorry about that.
0: I had a little interruption there, Josh, but but I got your point. My child is in school, is in still in virtual school for the next week, so he, <laughs> so he's in between classes, so uh, so it gets weird. Um, okay, but yeah, it, it's I, I what I was going to say was when you know when you, there is such a golf in class there, it gets tiring mentally and physically to continue yeah. to defend against it. Uh, and that's basically, I feel like that's what you saw, you know, is just after a while, it just was like, we just can't physically and mentally, you know, keep it moving and particularly when you're facing a team that relies a lot on pos- possession and movement and fluidity which Arsenal is is extremely good at i mean there's that's one that's their strong suit is the movement and being fluid with the ball and possession and and so forth it just drains you i mean it really drains you and particularly if you're not necessarily the most you know the strongest side the fittest side and so forth it, it just becomes harder and harder to manage so so it just became really difficult for for crystal palace really to, to to even continue to defend at the at the highest level that they could defend they may have been able to for the first 45 minutes or so but that that first penalty though you're right i think that really hurt them you know to start you know it's like yeah. oh, Ah, you know it's like man, okay, you know, and try to recover from that and then chase the game, uh, just mightily difficult, um, you know, to do. Um, so, what was? I mean, I know it's hard, uh, hard to see on TV. Or, 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 what sense did you get from the players in terms of you know? You mentioned that you wanted they wanted to send Montemayor off on a, on a positive note on a cloud nine, literally with nine goals. Um, and uh, you know, did you? Was it an emotion? do you feel like there was a lot of emotion around you know just um, being the last i mean what did you get a sense from the players in in regards to it being his last uh match in charge? yeah
1: definitely. there was there, there was certainly emotion in it. Um, I think the players have been very, very close to Joe um over the the, the past couple of seasons um, uh, I think that uh, that we see I don't know if anybody if you watched the social media Marshall last week the video. Um, of the players saying their goodbyes. Um I think that says a lot. I'm not sure just how many clubs would actually go and do that. Um and I think it shows you just how close they were to to Joe Montemoro as a manager. Um at the end of the game you could sort of sense that there was emotion as well. Because obviously it wasn't just Joe Montemoro's last game but it was a few players last game as well. Um Obviously, Jill Roard was one, and, and she she scored a goal in her in her last appearance. Um, Leonie Meyer it was her last appearance. Um, and then there, there's two more. Um, and Danielle Van de Donk looks like she might she will probably be another one. Uh, looks like Leon bound. Um, and then Malin Good, who was homesick, but unfortunately suffered an ACL injury. Um, in training last week, so I actually don't know how much. That sort of affects her next move. Uh, it looked like she was going back to Switzerland uh, with Grasshopper, but um, I don't know just how much that affects the mood. But yeah, look, at the end of the game, I think uh, with the players and uh, even the the media with Joe Montemore just say, speaks volumes of sort of the man that he was. He was an absolute gentleman and he was, he was so close to the Arsenal players and, and they were obviously so close to him. So yeah, I think it was certainly a, a, an emotional occasion on, on, on Sunday.
0: What kind of legacy does he leave behind? What kind of shoes does he leave behind for the next manager to come?
1: Um, look, whoever comes into Arsenal has a tough job, no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a this is a big, big club, and um, so yeah, it's going to be tough because. Every, like I said, um, the players were close with Joe and they had a, a close net. But I don't know who the next manager is going to be. Um, there's going to be a short list down to the last three this week, I believe. Um, but whoever, and it, uh, there hasn't really been any whispers or, or any rumours of who it's going to be. But it depends what sort of approach they take with the players. Uh, well, because Joe was sort of. Yes he was serious and absolutely he was serious, but he was also relaxed as well, but sometimes you know yourself in football you get very very serious managers so and very stern managers and it, it, whoever is the next manager at Austin has big shoes to fill big big shoes to fill um and I'm really interested to see look looking forward to see who to see who it is. But they have won a heck of a big job on their hands, so absolutely. And it seems that they would need to make this appointment
0: fairly soon, because with yeah. Champions League qualifications coming and right after the Olympics, um, and so forth, which I'm sure a number of players will be, um, you know, will be at the Olympics. Um, as well. Um, this is an appointment that needs to happen fairly quickly in order to make the preparations and so forth. Do you get a sense, though, Josh, that that any kind of transfer activity or things like that has been put on hold, or has that, uh, was that yes. kind of taken care of ahead of time?
1: No, I think, I think new contracts and stuff, like Leah Williamson, uh, for example, I personally believe that Leah Williamson will stay at Arsenal, but I just, I don't think it will be announced um, until a new manager, a new coach comes in. I, I think a lot of all this stuff in t- terms of transfer activity coming into Arsenal depends on obviously the new coach and going out. But like I say, there, 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 there will be departures. It looks like there's going to be four. Well, there's four that I know of at the minute. Um, like I, I said earlier, obviously Malin Goode, um Jill Rohr, Leonie Meyer and it looks like Daniela van de Donk. But and st- uh, there could be more, um, and there could be. Obviously, there will be players coming in at Arsenal. That, that that will definitely happen. But I think a lot of a lot of it depends on just on the new coach and, and what they want. But I don't think we'll see anything in terms of in ends, uh and and I don't think we'll see any contracts until obviously the the new manager comes in because I think that's first and foremost that that's the priority and, and that needs sorting out first. Certainly, uh, certainly.
0: Now, now, Carla Ward in, uh, announced her leaving Birmingham City, um, and she has been on the lips of, uh, of the top of the list of, of other, other potential landing spots. and And is she someone that might be in consideration for, um, you know, in consideration for
1: Arsenal? Yeah, I think so, uh, but uh, I also though the applications for Arsenal closed on the, the 26th of March so sort of before she resigned the interview process was already taking place so personally I can't see it and I would I don't know but I would say that Carla Ward would be more on the radar of Manchester United than Arsenal um, would it surprise me if she came to Arsenal no mm-hmm. it wouldn't mm-hmm. but I don't think she will because like I said, the application process stopped before she announced her resignation from Birmingham. Um, okay. Right. So I can't see her applying or ha- have applied for the job. I don't know. If she might have, but it mm-hmm. would surprise me if she did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think she'll be the next Arsenal manager. Although would I like her? Yes. Because I think she's done fantastic, a fantastic job at Birmingham. Um, but I would personally say that if she was going anywhere it would be Manchester United at this moment of time
0: is there anything in particular about the United job in general that the, besides the fact that it's currently vacant uh, that suggests that she would be on that United would be pointing to her I mean I imagine they would be I mean she's yeah. on the top of the list of pretty much anybody that has a coaching vacancy but but is there anything in particular about the United position or the United frame uh, situation that you think that's
1: more of a match? Um, to be honest, I think maybe her her playing style mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. would sort of suit Manchester United better. I think for Arsenal, you sort of need you need a playing style that's very much the Arsenal way, and obviously at Manchester United you do as well. But I just think Carter Ward maybe fits up a little bit better, um, and I think that. I think that where Manchester United are right now fits fits Carli award better um, Mm -hmm. than 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 Arsenal because Arsenal are the expectations are very very heavy and they're very very high. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying Carter award can't do it by the way because like I say I would Mm -hmm. I would be quite happy if if she obviously did get the job but I just think considering where Manchester United Manchester United are now and I don't know I just think it, it it it's just a better fit I think for for, for Carter than than what Arsenal would be. Mm-hmm.
0: So going back to Arsenal um because this is not the Manchester United show, Uh <laughs> going back to Arsenal. So but there but it sounds like from what you're saying that there are no then there are no like rumors out there particular no. names. It's just that they're going to narrow down the search and and they're they're taking their time with it uh and they've you know but it's pretty much closed ranks in, in terms of there's no rumors out there that's gonna be this or it's gonna be this, it's gonna be her, it's gonna be him and, and, and things like yeah. that. So it's it's really very much up in the air. But you mentioned the arsenal style. So yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, and I, we hear that a lot in football. We hear that a lot of does this manager fit into the Arsenal way or the or the Manchester City way or the Manchester United way or the Chelsea way? And we hear that all the time. So for Arsenal, what does that look like? What's the Arsenal way Are you know, what kind of what does that entail for those who are not familiar with Arsenal and understand what that
1: means? I think you have to play a a possession-based game. Um, For Arsenal, I mean, you need to play an an attractive style of football. Um, So, like I say, possession-based football and um, patient build-up as well. And The Arsenal way is very much... I I don't really like saying it, but sort of like Spain in terms of tiki-taka. Remember, it's like... Mm -hmm sort of that one-touch passing in football, um, mm-hmm. they very, very rarely go long, and it's very much about playing out from the back. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Arsenal have sort of been branded on that for years. Um, so I think whoever the coach is has sort of got to be confident playing that style of football. Um, so the Arsenal way, as they would say as well, is bringing in sort of youth players through the academy. Um. Obviously, they've got a few Anapat and Latta, a bit more Williamson, um, players like that. So I think, um, the new coach will have to sort of be comfortable in terms of doing that. It's it won't be like uh, I know, I mean, no disrespect to Chelsea or Manchester City, but I mean Arsenal do buy in players. Yeah, absolutely, I know that, but not as heavily as what those two clubs do. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think Arsenal, in terms of producing through the academy, um. So the new coach, whoever that is, will have to be comfortable in terms of doing that as well. And you know, uh, this is a question I
0: asked for. Um, I asked Mark with the Birmingham Army talking about the situation at Manchester United with a new manager coming in fairly, you know, f- fairly soon. Uh, I asked him the same question, but I'm going to ask you the same question: is yeah. how much, you know how much patience do you think Arsenal women's team fans are and supporters are going to have with a new manager with essentially a, uh, a remade squad with all with looks like several different departures happening. How much patience are, do you think that the fan base is going to have with uh, a new person
1: coming in? Um, first of all, I think you have to be patient um, with any new manager. Um, but then again, the new manager is under, like I said, is under a lot of pressure. Um, and they're going to have to start off pretty well. Um, I think Arsenal fans have a lot of patience, Arsenal women fans. Um, I think they do have a lot of patience uh, with the squad. Uh, I think the squad and the fans are tightly close-knit as well. Um, like they, they do have a good connection. Uh, the fan base and, and the player and the playing staff but this year there's going to be obviously obviously a trophy um, is is sort of required Arsenal um, will it be difficult yes because we know how good Chelsea and Manchester City are but a trophy is an expectation maybe the new manager will sort of not get off lightly um, I think that's the wrong term but I think there be sort of less pressure on the new manager in the first year because it's sort of about rebuilding or rebuilding like their own squad, um, and things like that. But I think as it goes on, yes, I, I think patience could run out, and whoever gets the job sort of needs to hit the hit hit the ground running, um, and and quickly because I don't, I think Arsenal fans will have patient for that first year. And then the expectations will will rise, and and, and obviously a, a trophy will will be demanded. Yeah, and
0: and you know, this is a fan channel, so I I don't want to say anything about fan, uh, but but let's let's be honest, y'all. I mean, there are there's an, there's fan bases of large clubs are. Dare I say large and there are pockets of them who are a little bit more patient and a little bit less patient than others uh, and so forth. And, and, you know, when you have a successful, you know, successful manager that that then leaves, then the expectation is, OK, we got to keep this train moving, you know, uh, and we got to progress. And I imagine that Arsenal fans want to um not get any further behind in terms of, you know, what is happening with Manchester city and what is happening with Chelsea. And then you have, you know, a, a scenario where Manchester United is kind of sneaking in, you know, trying to build something too, uh, when it used to be Arsenal's show, um, you know, in, in the league for for a, a long period of time. Um, so I imagine, yeah, clearly there are some expectations and, and so forth. And so that makes this appointment rather critical. But also, it's also critical the amount of backing that this new manager is going to receive from the club from above in terms of having the resources necessary in order to, you know, get those top players that seem to be now landing at places like Manchester City and and Chelsea. Um You know, so, um, that, that makes it really interesting, which I, which I think makes it even doubly more important to get this done quickly. Um, so, you know, if there are going to be any inbound, you know, transfers that they, that could happen, um, because, you know, getting the right manager does attract certain players, um, as well, you know, that, that want to come and play for that manager. Um, and, um, you know, so definitely they got it. But I'm also glad they're taking their time with it. They're not rushing it because making a rash decisions, uh, you know, never good either. <laughs> so it's never, ever good. All right. So uh, I just remember, Josh, what the programming note was going to be. The programming note is is that uh, starting next week, we will do essentially the season wrap-up episode for all four you know for all four clubs that we're covering so uh so we'll do we'll, we'll look at the season we'll hand out awards even though we don't have any money um but we'll <laughs> hand out awards anyways uh and um we, we, you know it just be like you know we'll just say this is the award and you'll get it in the mail uh and then um and since it's from across the pond you You might get it in a few months. All right. Uh with that being said, but we're gonna give like, you know, uh what we'll do on each of the programs we'll just we'll hand out our player of the year and match of the year or whatever, you know, whatever I could decide to come up with and, and I'll try to make it silly too. Um and uh you know just wrap the season up and get prepared for the summer and uh just keep things moving and I'm, I probably need to take a little bit of a break. And Josh might t- need to take a little bit of a break too. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh as the season is now wrapping up. So Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Um i you know, totally. I it, it was good to see um, you know, really good to see um, you know, uh Joe come out, and go out on a on a good note, uh and so forth. And he seemed to be really well respected by the players and And, you know, um, I I did see, as you mentioned, the social media and and stuff like that, just a lot of the players being very, um, you know, being very positive and, and, um, you know, in terms of their their praise uh, and so forth. And, and the fact that, you know, they, a lot of them were saying things like, you know, he really supported me, he really helped me grow as a player, you know, things of that nature, which is exactly what you want a manager to do. Oh,
1: um, uh,
0: yeah, the- so he did that. Um, he did win, you know, he was a winner at Arsenal. He did win a league trophy wow. while he was in, while in charge. So, um, so you have that, so he was quite successful on many, many levels. Uh, and so, so forth. He-
1: he was, and I, 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 don't think Arsenal fans can't kind of forget that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that this year, this year, you're, you're asking about pressure, uh, and this year he did come under pressure. Uh, and I do think it was the right time for him to 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 leave uh, mm-hmm. because obviously uh, February time was was tough. Obviously, yeah. he defeat to Manchester City and Chelsea, but. He came in to Arsenal at a very, very uh, sort of a tough time for the club. The women's team was quite stale. Um, uh, Manchester City were obviously getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Chelsea were, were really st- were starting to build as well. Um, and he did. He won a Continental Cup and he won a league yeah. title. He also got to an FA Cup final in a, a year before. And Arsenal probably weren't at their best. Um, that that se- that season when he got them to the FA Cup final. Um, obviously they lost to Chelsea in that final. Um, and then he also got to, to two more continental cup finals, lost the penalties against Manchester City. Um, and, and then obviously got beat two one by Chelsea because of Beth England double, but Arsenal were probably the better side that night as well. But Montemaro built Arsenal back up to where they are now, and and did bring glory back to the club. Um, mm-hmm. when they most needed it, so I don't think Arsenal fans. Yes, this season just gone was tough, mm-hmm. but I don't think Arsenal fans can just can can just say what did he do? I think you have got to respect them and think he's done a very very good job overall. Um, and he'll certainly won't be forgotten by 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 well three Arsenal supporters. Um, in my opinion, because I mm-hmm. think I think he, I think he's done it when you reflect on it. And look at it on a whole, uh, I think he, I think he's done a really, really good job. And will he be missed? Yes, I think he will. Um, but like we said so many times across the podcast, um, when he, when it was announced he resigned, this is big now for Arsenal, and they have to make the right decision, um, on just who to replace him because this season twenty twenty one twenty two is crucial for for Arsenal. It's crucial for various reasons. Obviously you've got Viviana Medema who look will make no argument is on in her last year of her contract. This is a big year for her as well. If it doesn't go well, will she go? I would say yes. I think she will. Um so this is a big, big season for Arsenal in just in more than one aspect. They have to get this appointment right and they have to get this season right. But I just don't think you can forget just how Quite good of a job that the modern actually did.
0: So, in order to, I, I want to just give a taste of what the what the season end show will, will will sound like. And I mean, my thing about um my thing about Arsenal is is that um the end of the season extremely well. I mean, I you know before we came on, we t- we I looked at you know their 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 fixture list, their result list, and they'd only given up one goal in the last twelve games in all competition. Um, we yeah. talked about that in previous, in, in very recent how they how not only were they scoring goals and they were very fluid on offense, but they were being solid on defense. The get that key match uh, against Manchester United. Uh, the second match, uh, which basically solidified them being in being going into that third position was, I think, the probably the defining match of the season in the end, um, you know, and that was at the end of the season. They started very well. They ran into a couple, few buzzsaws. They had a lot of injury concerns and things like that. And then they pulled it together at the end. I think it's credit to Joe. Uh, Joe kept this thing, yeah. kept this thing boat moving. Uh, despite you know some pretty rough uh, rough situations, you also ran into the situation. I think Josh, you would agree that that this was a very unprecedented WSL season. On a positive number, because uh, mm-hmm. the competition was more difficult uh, yeah. in terms of across the board. I'm not just talking about you know your Chelsea's in your city and, and so forth. I'm talking about throughout the league where. Uh, the the talent level and the the those gaps from the top to the bottom weren't as significant as that they may have had been in previous seasons. Um, you know, the entry of, of United being a potential force in the league, um, other teams and mid-table teams getting better, getting tougher, um, tougher, you know, draws and more talent coming into the league, um, you know. Really, I think set up of it to be more of a challenge and that's, that's good for the league and it's going to be good for Arsenal, Yeah, you know, to rise to that. It's like, okay, we now realize the competition is tougher. Now we got to step it up, you know, and that's where I, I hear you mentioning. This is why it's so important because there needs to be a step up uh, for Arsenal yeah. pace.
1: Yeah, no, there does. Um, there absolutely does. They have to be closer to the to the top next year. They have to be closer to to the top two. Um, and it's those big games. Um, right. Like we say, I, honestly, I, I don't know how many times that we've said it this season. Arsenal's downfall is those big games uh, against mm-hmm. Manchester City yeah. and uh, and Chelsea. And next season, new manager. That that has to improve. That that mm-hmm. does have to improve because that's how you win titles. Yep. No, obviously <laughs> you have to win every. You have to win your games against the West Ham's and the Reddings, but it's those big, big games against Manchester City and Chelsea that that get you over the line and and, and and obviously win your titles. So Arsenal vastly need to improve in those in those games next season. And I'm I'm actually looking forward to. The very first one of those with the new manager, just to see what changes are made. Are Arsenal you know, more positive in their play, or just hot? Or I just just like to know sort of just how it plans out. I'm I'm really interested. Um, and just mm-hmm. and just see how how the first one of those Chelsea or Man City games um, plan out. But yeah, well we'll have to wait and see who the new coach is first. It's it's right really, that like I said, it's it's really difficult sort of to. To talk about next season because mm-hmm. we don't know who the new coach is and um, yes we know the players are leaving but we don't know who's sort of coming in to replace them right. so uh, yeah look it's a big season uh, big summer for Arsenal um, and like you say we have to get the new manager, a new coach that has to be right and then everything else is sort of like a jigsaw puzzle that will, will fall into place
0: Excellent, yes Excellent. And on that note, we're going to we're going to wrap it up because we're going to have that end of the year show to kind of put the final touches and the final bow, the red bow on Arsenal season um, and so forth. And, uh, you know, I find it interesting on a side note, Josh, I find it interesting that that you look back at the history of football there are a lot of teams that are like have base color red or base color blue. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you know it's like you know when i switch up the 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 banners and everything up on on the stream you know it's like i just switch from red to blue (laughs) you know um and so forth but i i just had that side note and then you look at you know lower level teams and lower league teams and it's like red or blue you know every now and then you get a nice you know get it like a a Wolverhampton where they got gold and black or something, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, which I kinda like that. I kinda you know, I kinda like gold and black, but um, but yeah, it's really interesting. So but it, it, so I only have like three base colors to this program. Red, dark blue, <laughs> <and>
1: light blue. <laughs>
0: there's no green, there's no yellow, you know, um, you know, and so forth. Um so this is red and blue. Red and blue. The blues and the reds. Okay, cool. Uh, you know so all right josh thank you so much uh take it easy my friend i know i know things are wrapping up and you would be shutting down the ipads for a little while maybe until the olympics or something i don't know what you got planned but (laughs) But, um, you know, things are wrapping up um, there. So thank you, Josh, for joining us. And we'll see you next time. And in closing, uh, we will have Rob Prattling on from the CFCW later on today. As I mentioned, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please share. Please like the videos. Make comments. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think you want us to do during the summer. Because, you know, we can't just be on the beach uh, all summer. Uh, as much as I would like to be, um, but so we got to figure out something. So let me give me your ideas. I, I've had many people give me ideas on 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 that. One of them is about transfers and things like that. And I'm like, uh, you know that that's that's a biggie. That's a biggie. Uh, we also have the Olympics coming up, so that's also there too. So just let me know. Yeah. Just let me know what y'all think. Uh, what we should do during the summer until uh, Champions League qualification starts, and then we'll ra- run this thing back up again. All right. Uh, in the meantime, we'll see you later. Thank you. Remember the light is out there. Please acknowledge it. Let it hug you. Let it be a part of your life. Also, acknowledge and know that the darkness is out there as well. But don't let it touch you. Don't let it even come near you. If it does, get uh, get the help for yourself. Get support. Link up with the people around you, that are your friends, your family, everything else. Take care of them. Let them take care of you. You take care of yourself. And England is Burning it is going to be out until later. Bye, y'all.